0: Welcome to Day 51 of Shaped by the Word, Season 3, The Story of the Prophets. Uh, We have uh, begun with the story of the New Testament, and then we move through the entire story of the Bible, and then we come to the the last uh, quarter of our Old Testament, where God executes judgment on His people, uh, as He promised in the book of Deuteronomy, if they were unfaithful to Him, that He would turn His back on them and uh, would allow the nations to uproot them and to uh, take them into exile. And of course, you see this happening in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah was prophecy as a witness to it all. He uh, served through several kings, so he was able to see a lot of the things that he prophesied, you know, take place. But he even looks well beyond that. And of course, uh, we've talked about the rhythm in the prophets—the rhythm of uh, pronouncements of judgment that sometimes are so severe it's hard for us to uh, hard for us to even read them. Uh, but they're also uh, accented with, uh, you know, with oracles of hope. And that's where we turn today as we come to one of the more popular, uh, passages in Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 11, about a shoot that will come up from a stump uh, of Jesse. So before we, um, before we read as always, we, we want to read to, to see God, to know God. Uh, we want to read to see ourselves and be, Exposed by the word and healed by You know the presence of his spirit We want him to continue to do his work in us And and so we always pause And offer ourselves, offer our hearts uh, Offer uh, In our dispositions Whether we find ourselves in the the middle Of a really good day or we're deeply Distracted uh, To the Lord so before we read Matt do you mind lifting us up With a word of prayer?
1: Yeah let's pray Father we thank you that you are Indeed the God of all hope and As we read your word um, today, and and we're reminded of who you are and um, what you've done in Christ Jesus, Father, would you fill us with that hope? Um, We thank you that you meet us where we are. Um, Father, you continue to um, speak and and reveal uh, yourself to us through your word and and through Jesus. And so, Father, help us to to see, to behold, um, to receive from you today um, all that you have in store for us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: We'll be reading Isaiah 11 and 12 today, beginning in chapter 11, verse 1. A sheep will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness, the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf, and the lion, and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. The lion will eat straw like an ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. The young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. In that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to reclaim the surviving remnant of his people from Assyria, from Lower Egypt, from Upper Egypt, from Cush, from Elan, from Babylonia, from Hamath, and from the islands of the Mediterranean. He will raise a banner for the nations and gather the exiles of Israel. He will assemble the scattered people of Judah from the four quarters of the earth. Ephraim's jealousy will vanish and Judah's enemies will be destroyed. Ephraim will not be jealous of Judah, nor Judah hostile toward Ephraim. They'll sweep down on the slips of Philistia to the west. Together they'll plunder the people to the east. They'll subdue Edom and Moab and the Ammonites will be subject to them. The Lord will dry up the Gulf of the Egyptian Sea. With a scorching wind, he'll sweep his hand over the Euphrates River. He'll break it up into seven streams so that anyone can cross over in sandals. There'll be a highway for the remnant of his people that is left from Assyria, as there was for Israel when they came up out of Egypt. In that day you will say, I will praise you, Lord. Although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away, and you have comforted me surely god is my salvation i will trust and not be afraid the lord the lord himself is my strength and my defense he has become my salvation with joy you will draw water from wells of salvation In that day you will say give praise to the lord proclaim his name make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted sing to the lord for he has done glorious things let this be known to all the world shout aloud and sing for joy people of zion for great is the Holy One of Israel among you.
2: Yeah.
0: And we end with two songs. Is that what you're yelling <laughs> yeah. back? Over there. Isaiah 12 uh, always gets me, gets yeah, me excited. You know, those are beautiful songs. And, and, and really what a proper response you know, to the work of the Lord is always through the Old Testament and the New Testament is to break out into, into song. And, of course, to break out in the song is to celebrate you know something you know that has been accomplished in this case something that's been accomplished on our behalf we've mm-hmm. had nothing to do with it other than just to respond uh, in joyful celebration and praise and of course there are a lot of rhythms to our worship where we can bring you know sorrow and lament before the lord we can uh you know bring uh, in repentance and and contrition before the lord uh, but our major movement as we come into the presence of the Lord should be one of celebrating the great things that he has done, the wonderful works of his hands by sure. which we've received freedom and salvation and joy uh, and, and to celebrate you know who he is. So that was the yay you were hearing from <laughs> Ka- Katie
1: over there.
2: <laughs> it's so good. Um, so I, I did have a question that I think would help kind of clear these chapters up for me and maybe some other people listening, but... Um, is this when he raises his hand a second time or reach out his hand a second time, is that, um, an already not yet type thing? Like he has raised his hand by with the cross. Um, and then will like eventually when he makes all things new, will be like an, you know, an ultimate raising of his hand. Or is that, is this a specific moment that it's speaking of? One time.
0: and when, Yeah, when we talk about the second time, we could talk about, you know, uh, the original return from exile, mm-hmm. uh, which is yet future for, you know, for these people. Mm-hmm. And we could also talk about the first time being uh, raising his hand to bring his people out of Egypt. Or uh, as we look at these, we, we could be talking about the first time when he brings his people back from exile. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second time being the final uh, redemption and restoration of the people. And of course, when we read Ezekiel, you'll have this you know, expressed in a beautiful way. I will gather you from all the places you've been scattered, mm-hmm. and uh, bring you back. And sprinkle clean water on you, mm-hmm. and you will be clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like to see it as, as uh, you know the, the, the second time being the ultimate restoration, you know, of God's mm-hmm. you know, of God's people. Uh, Egypt, of course, is a is a picture of that mm-hmm. the rescue of God's people. Uh, calling them out of exile is a picture of that, which is kind of a second Exodus, you know, for many in the prophets, and that'll be a theme that we'll we'll, we'll stick with. But but the final, you know, the final gathering of God's people, you know, into his into his presence.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I was just wondering that because it feels like the final that f- when he finally makes all things right and new. But also, I was wondering just because it talks about just the jealousy between Ephraim and Judah um, being no longer and there, there being more unity. And I was just thinking about the unity that has come through the spirit, you know, and we feel the beginnings of that unity and that, and the beginnings of the, the, the work of the spirit, um, kind of like as a deposit, right. That is what, yeah. um, we've been told. So, but then we don't fully experience that whole, you know, infant will play near the cobra's den quite yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was just curious, um, your thoughts on that?
0: And all, uh, you know, prophecy is also you know, um, very often conflated. So you have several events uh, that are both, uh, but will have near fulfillments, but have future fulfillments and even greater fulfillments, and it will not necessarily all happen, you know, in the same sequence in the same time, yeah. you know, as well. And so the ultimate way, you know, you can have your charts and you can write out your dates and you can, you know, figure out all of these things. But the ultimate way we understand prophecy is looking back. And, and seeing what God has done in, in the same way the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, you know, mm-hmm. began to hear Jesus uh, open, uh, you know, all of scripture to them. And, and then all of a sudden they were able to see And this, this, these passages and other passages what they had never seen before. So God has given us a hint of what he will do. He's using language that uh, certainly wets our appetite for it. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's deeply grand. Uh, but he's, you know, once we see it, once we look back, uh, you know, it'll be even more grand and even more beautiful mm-hmm. when we see everything, you know, that he has done. Mm-hmm. So the best stance on prophecy is a humble one, mm-hmm. you know, that no one, you know, knows for certain. There's all kinds of interpretive, you know, things that we have in this, whether, you know, many take these literal and many see these as, as figures of great peace. And of course, it is ultimately, you know, pointing to the same thing, Paul you know talked about you know where we talk about you know the the lamb and and the lion and and, and Mm -hmm. all and the child uh it's ultimately talking about what paul is talking about in romans chapter 8 that all of creation is waiting for our redemption you know Mm -hmm. as the children of god uh, because uh, creation itself has been subject you know to frustration by the one who subjected it to frustration Mm -hmm. and it's waiting for the glory to be revealed so this is you know this is the glory whether it's you know literal or or, or it's a figure of something that's even bit more grand than that, and mm-hmm. even if it is literal, it's a figure of something, you know that's far more grand in there. So there's there's a lot of uh, interpretive fun places. I know. I'm uh, sorry. And, and, no, that's I fine. I took
2: away from the beautiful stump uh, stump of Jesse moment. So y'all should talk about oh, that. No, a little that's little white minute.
0: cool, too. Uh, if you've watched any of the you know Lord of the Ring movies and you've seen the devastation you know mm-hmm. as the evil powers move across and the trees are felled and and then you just see this ashen field with the you know stumps of the trees that that's kind of the picture and out of it you're going to see a green shoot and that green shoot is is going to be the, be the hope and, yeah. and it's kind of interesting and not out of the stump of David but out of the stump of Jesse mm-hmm. so where it all began you know back in Bethlehem you know, uh, and, and it is a beautiful picture and of course Texas back to the beautiful closing chapters of Ruth as well where you're given this mm-hmm. genealogy for the first time
1: yeah. And yeah I mean you read this and it's just a reminder to me of how much how much the prophets and how much Isaiah is shaping our New Testament and our understanding of Jesus as well you know mm-hmm. that when we see Jesus' baptism, I mean, we're, we're meant to to have these promises come to mind. You know, when the Spirit comes and rests upon Jesus at His baptism, we should be thinking, "Well, oh, man, Isaiah 11. You know, we should be thinking that the the shoot has finally come. It's finally, you know, sprouted. And he, the Spirit, you know, it, all these things rest on Jesus. And He is the one who then comes. And He does all... The, I mean, He begins to fulfill these things. And um, just that anticipation that we see in you know Isaiah 11 this hope that that is to come when we get to Jesus it, he is the one in whom you know it rests and it lands on and and even in verse 10 in that day the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples the nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious and what what a great picture yeah. you know, that this this day that is coming is not just for you know a localized Israel it's no, it's going to transcend that and
0: again. You should think Lord of the Rings. I know, and, and you see the defeat, <laughs> and then you see the, you know, the troops coming over the hill, and you see the banner, you know, flying, and you realize, you know, that the king, you know, has come, and the nations rally to him and find hope in him and strength in the middle of a. A, a battle and you know that almost certainly seems like one that'll be lost and then you see him coming and and it's not just israel will rally to him but the nations will rally to him and there's so much we're you know missing in here you know when we talk about you know the very beginning the spirit of the lord will rest on him this is uh you know echoes uh you know of uh you know isaiah 9 6 for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given uh, and the governor will be on his shoulders, and he should be called a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, the prince who brings us peace. And here's another description. Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom, of understanding, of counsel, and of might, and of knowledge in the fear of the Lord. And he himself will delight in the fear of the Lord. And, and fear of the Lord is basically that you know, disposition toward God that is born out of uh, realizing who he is and finding our place in him. And uh, what a beautiful you know, picture of that! There, there's so much we we've, we've left untouched. We should do a whole week of podcast uh, on this particular one, but uh, we must bring it to an end. Heavenly Father, thank you for who Jesus is, and we we thank you for the descriptions. You know, here we see uh, you know that are unbelievable portraits of peace and prosperity, and uh, Father. Uh, we know that the reality of the peace you bring is even deeper and even more grand uh, than imagination can conjure or images can stir up in us. And uh, we look forward, Father, to the day uh, that we experience your, your ultimate shalom forever in your presence, but we also thank you for the subtle witness of your peace you know, that transcends all understanding and guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, even as we face the tumult of this day. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.